Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I would like to welcome Herman Drost to the Tube Labs podcast. And let me let me first of all say I had a, the wonderful opportunity to meet Herman in person at Vid Summit. And we had a, a wonderful conversation just talking about our channels and uh, got to know each other a little bit better. But even bigger is that he just crossed the 50,000 mark in terms of subs. And wow, that must have been a wonderful moment. Um, hey, Herman, how are you doing? And welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. Hey, good to be here, Rosh. And uh, yeah, it was great to meet you in person at the uh, Vid Summit. And uh, it's like 1,500 people there. And I uh, thought, wow, you know, who am I going to meet? And I run into Rosh there a couple of times or two or three times. So yeah, I guess it was, uh, you know, a good thing that, uh, you know, ran to each other, could uh, discuss uh, what's what's going on with our channels, etc. So yeah, it was great to meet you. Sure. You know, there, there's been a lot that's been going on with um, YouTube lately. And, and we've, we were just talking a moment ago about, you know, it's just not an overnight thing for most people. You know, it takes time. And it took you some time to get to your 50,000 mark. How long did it take you? And tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, I started my channel in 2006. Um, I started, I was, had a web design business and still which I started in 2000. And basically I, um, I was kind of focused on web design for many years and I was getting uh, leads and referrals from the search engines uh, for like Web Design Maryland. And that, that worked pretty well uh, for quite a while until Google started playing around with those uh, algorithm and the, uh, <laughs> I think it was the penguin update. You know, they had yeah. all different animals that updated yeah, the algorithms. And then as a result of that, my, uh, my website disappeared from the search engines as well as uh, all my referrals. So I was like, you know, what am I gonna do? And then I started, um, I started doing tutorials on web design on the YouTube channel. And then I took a marketing course, a video marketing course. I think it was from James Wedmore. I think it was probably about 2013 or 14, something like that. And then as a result of that, I started, you know, in those days it was easier to rank your videos Sure. And uh, then people start asking about YouTube and video. And then so I, I kind of, uh, and, and also at that same time, uh, big companies were getting into web design, offering free web design, free templates, free hosting. Right. And when I started in 2000, then, uh, you know, people say, well, what do I need a website for? You know, it's like, it was a, a new thing. And, but, you know, as, as time, you know, as things changed on the internet, then more companies got on web design. So I kind of, I liked actually the creative side of doing video and getting your videos ranked in the search engines. And so as a result of that, I kind of switched over instead of sort of trading time for money and uh, dealing with very picky customers that want, you know, 10 revisions on a website. Um, I found this more enjoyable and uh, could exercise my creativity, develop my own products, etc. So uh, from there on, that was, uh, that's, that's kind of how I made the move. And then uh, probably my, I kind of really didn't focus till about maybe four, uh, 2013, 2014, sure. where I started uploading videos on a regular basis. So from 2006, I really didn't do much till you know, in uh, 2013, 14, and then started uploading videos two or three times a week uh, on a regular basis. So 
that's probably the one huge takeaway as far as if you want to grow a YouTube channel is to be consistent sure. and, um, you know, upload on a regular basis, uh, even if it's once a week, but, you know, if you can do more than that, that's, uh, that's even better. Sure. Now, when we, we started talking earlier on when we just, before we hit the uh, record button, we're talking about playlists and how that is something that you've really been focusing on. And I have um, a playlist strategy called VSL, Visual Suggestion Ladder. And I want to talk about that with you in a few moments, just because you've been experimenting with playlists and really has been a focus of yours. And I think that's really a good topic for this podcast specifically. I think that's kind of maybe where we start with kind of the title of it. But what what is it that you've been doing? What have you been discovering? What's been your approach as it comes when it comes to playlists for YouTube? Well, I've noticed that uh, you can rank playlists in the search engines. Uh, besides, you know, just your videos, they they can if you optimize them correctly, then uh, they can they can uh, they can rank also, so get you some extra traffic. But I think it's uh, playlists. Uh, also like a long, long-term strategy, because when I'm thinking of a new video, then I'm not thinking of just a solo video. I'm thinking of a series, uh, of, right. you know, like putting a, thinking of a particular theme and then how can I extrapolate that out to maybe five or 10 different videos. Uh, so in a series, and then, so it's kind of like a, a strategy where you're taking one video and then you're thinking about the next video down the road. So then when you put those videos into a playlist, then uh, you're, you know, at the end of the video, you're linking to that, to, to that playlist or linking at the, in the, in the card or the end screen. Right. Or, you know, you, I, tr I try to share my playlists everywhere. So try to, you know, uh, card, end screen, pin it to the top of your comments. Uh, if, you know, if you're not, uh, asking a question in the comments, but pin it there and then also put it in your description. And um, I find also probably the last year or two, uh, the, subs you know, the amount of subscribers that I've attracted to my channel has increased due to playlists because hmm. people are watching more than one video. So you're, the idea is to really um, always think how can people get more of your content you know they like your video but you can't go into it you know you can't spend the whole three hours you know for them watching the video so you give them small chunks of content they want to watch so you know thinking about linking to another video on the playlist then that increases your watch time extends your watch time and youtube of course wants to keep you on the uh youtube platform as long as possible so you got to give youtube what they want so I feel like the uh, the playlist strategy is like a long-term growth strategy for your channel, and 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 if you implement put a, well, another thing is you know, putting the playlist on your um, in the sections on your channel homepage. So when people first get a ch channel homepage, because a lot of people uh, find you through the home screen, then you know, if you put your best performing playlist like at the top of your um, the top of your channel homepage, then people see, oh, that, that, that list of videos uh, relate is what I can relate to. Uh, seems like it's getting a lot of traffic. So then you give them an opportunity to take a deeper dive into your content rather than just, you know, one video or 
a couple of videos and then you know you you then you put other playlists on your channel homepage according to the popularity so sure. what i generally do is put try to put the the best performing playlist or maybe you know like the copper thing i create a playlist on the copper uh you know made for kids not made for kids type right, things right. Put that big, big top topic right now while it was a hot topic and um so i've got kind of got that one at the top but then i find also you got to keep an eye on your playlist to like the ones you know if there's a high performing video try to put that at the top of your playlist and then the others other ones in descending order right and then uh then maybe your next most popular playlist or what people you know really are interested in put that in a, as your second playlist in another section on your channel homepage. so basically you're sharing your playlists everywhere um, and I find another strategy is to uh, embed it on your website. So when people go to your website, that they're not just watching a, one video, but you know, if you want to get rankings uh, in Google, then if people stay longer on your web page, then that sends a signal to Google to rank that particular web page. So if you have people that come to your web page, then you know, watch one one video after another. Right. And they're staying longer on your web page, and you can get rankings on both. Uh, well, you're getting rankings in three places. You're getting on Google, you're getting on YouTube, and then also you're ranking your playlist. So, uh, so you want to, you know, kind of, and then you know, you're sharing your playlist on your social media sites, etc. So, the yeah, whole idea really is to give more, give people uh, more of what they love. You know, instead yeah. of just one little bite. Right. Yeah. Give, sending out your playlist rather than your newest video, send out, you know, make sure it's in a playlist and then send it as part of that playlist, Yeah. which, which is what you just Absolutely, mentioned. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we forget to do that. It yeah. really is. I mean, that opportunity to get people to watch more videos. I mean, that we, we talk about that a lot and, and a playlist is a great way to go about it. One of the things that I have done and I call it the visual suggestion ladder and, you know, it's been effective in many ways, but it's really just looking at your, you kind of have like a pitcher and a catcher video. I only put two videos in the playlist okay. because many times, um, and you have say a series of 10 or, or five of right. your top performing videos, as long as they're related and take, let's say you have a top performing video on a specific topic, say topic A, and then you, you know, you would put it in that playlist as, and again, put clicking that button as the official playlist, which is really yeah. important. Yeah. And then it goes to, it's more likely to be recommended to that specific video. Right. Um, the reason I do, especially only the two videos, um, although there are many good reasons to have more than two, is just because I want to be very specific to what video it's going to. Yeah. And, and it'll be recommended to that other video. And it's always, it's always my newest video. And then from there, I take that old video out and the next week, say I put up a new video and then I take the, that video out of the A and I put it into B, which is maybe my second best performing video. And the new video goes into A. So it's continuously getting down over say, you know, 10 playlists. It's, it's an active thing and you have to keep pushing down, but it keeps driving, you know, views to that, to that video. So you're putting and a new it, a new video into that playlist, like yeah, exactly. Uh, so basically, think of it this way: you have a um, I, that's why I call it kind of a ladder. You have say this, just say there are five playlists with two videos each, and so you keep moving them down. 
And so you have the same original video, your best performing video always stays in there and your second best performing video stays in B and your third always stays in C. And so that's the picture video. And then it pitches it to your new video in A. And then when you have another new video, A goes to B, B goes to C. Does that make sense? Yeah, as long as it's all related, I guess. Is that- yeah, as long as it's all related, that that is important. Because, but I found that it really can drive some traffic that way, and and even more importantly, um, you know, additional views from one video to another, which is a positive sig- signal yeah, for yeah. for YouTube. But do you find it, that um, you just you're driving video driving traffic to the new videos or to the old videos? Yeah, yeah, you're driving traffic to the new videos from the old videos that are performing okay. well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I found, and, but you, you said that too, it was starting off with, you know, the more, the higher, the video that gets more views and then go to the second one to the third one in a playlist, right. which makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because I think that's something that people can definitely take away is that having multiple, ha- right. having your best videos support your newer videos or other videos within that list and make sure yeah. that they're, you know, that, People yeah, who are getting that, to the that, best one are going to the, you know, the full playlist. Yeah, I find that people don't, uh, well, at least on my channel, people don't get further than maybe two or three videos, you know, down the playlist. Agreed. Uh, I guess it depends on the content or how invested they are in your content, you know, but generally it seems like, you know, two or three. So probably maybe five, though I've got more than, more than I've got like 10 or more sometimes in a, in a playlist, you know, more for the purposes of organization right. of the content, you know. So, and then I find that uh, after a year, some of the con, well, probably because of the niche I'm in about, you know, creating, uh, you know, about growing your channel, uh, things change on YouTube. So you got to switch out the uh, the outdated videos with right. the newly updated ones, you know, or, or maybe uh, uh, changing changing the um, the thumbnail too, because like you, know, you can choose your best thumbnail out of the videos in your playlist to use that as your playlist thumbnail. Right. So experimenting uh, with yeah. that. That's a good point. I think a lot of times people put a playlist together and just leave it and not right. go yeah. back and manage their playlists and, yeah. and update it. And, and your uh, point again, at it for, yeah, after being at it for a while, you've got lots of playlists and lots of videos in the playlist. So right. You'd right. rather go forward and backwards. So I guess that happens, you know, yeah, and 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 as you pointed out, that you know that people only going to two, maybe uh, two other videos in that playlist. I think that's important. That's why, again, going back to the visual suggestion letter, it's like unless you have just so much traffic, it's a numbers game. Yeah, you know, say 20 percent, maybe will go to the next video if you have a good right. call to action, and then ten twenty percent. I mean, it just whittles down that maybe there's one person that makes it to the third or yeah. fourth video. Now, if yeah. you have millions of views on a video, then yeah, that playlist can probably be sure, solid yeah. through five yeah. or six, seven, ten. And I think it's also uh, I always say this for small channels. If you're building a channel, like you know, a lot of people say, well, how can I get more views and subscribers? And like I've I have ten subscribers, but it doesn't seem to be growing. You know. They right. say, so, well, you know, you, you, one playlist strategy is that, you know, you put your, put, put your first, your, one of your own videos at the top of the playlist, and then you, you kind of piggyback off other people's videos right. by putting, you know, say you have, Rosh has like a million views on his uh, video in the same niche. You so obviously you haven't one, seen my channel. <laughs> <laughs> so you steal one of his videos and you save it to your playlist, maybe in the second one, so that 
certain people say, wow, you know, this guy, you know, he's got a million views. So I definitely have to watch his uh, video. And then you can, you can add a whole bunch of, you know, really high traffic videos yeah. to your, to your channel. And then, you know, that increases your watch time. And it's a, another way to grow your channel fast, if, especially if you're small. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, taking advantage of what related videos, especially if you create a, a related video to somebody, maybe it's a trending topic, even, yeah. you know, where somebody has something that's going really well, they're a big channel, and they have some good, you know, a good topic that you can piggyback on, just as you said, yeah. and uh, put it in that playlist. And, you know, YouTube will consider that a data point is like, oh, okay, this is related, let's at least test it out and see yeah. if you get some clicks. And if it does, yeah, you're right. It could, it could go somewhere. Yeah, I've noticed that um, I, I did a live stream, I think it was last week, on on how to create and manage and uh, edit your playlist. And, and as I was doing, I realized, wow, there's so many ways that you can get to a playlist, you know, like, because they haven't really moved everything over. Right. So to the to the studio, so you can go into your on from your homepage and then from, from the studio and then from your, under your banner. And so there's many different ways that you can, you can get there. But uh, a lot of people are a bit confused about, you know, how to, how to make them and manage them, et cetera, as well. So that's uh, uh, hopefully, you know, gets clear as, as YouTube uh, moves forward with a studio changeover. Right, right. I think one thing that a lot of people forget to do is just click that button to make it an official playlist. If you can, if say if a video is not in right. more than one um, playlist, or you can only be in one official playlist. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's important. And, and again, back to that visual suggestion ladder. I'm every everything is the official because that will more guarantee that picture catcher scenario. Yeah. Anyway, um, what are some other things that you've noticed related to growing a YouTube channel that you think that maybe somebody who's really just trying to give a nice little boost in 2020 that maybe they should consider um, as part uh, of their strategy. Yeah. I think um, especially if you're a small channel, even if you're, you know, if you have a very, if you're in a niche that's super competitive, then I always say that um, you got to know your target audience. You know, so like how can you read the mind of your target audience? And then so that keyword research is like, the foundation for a successful video. So the more time you can spend to find those keyword phrases that your competitors haven't found, or you're you're finding, uh, you know, the longer longer tail uh, keyword yeah. phrases. Are, are you still finding them? Are you having trouble finding longer tail keywords uh, in, in your niche? Or you, I, mean, uh, I, I still find, yeah, I still find a lot. I use different tools, you know, using the TubeBuddy tool, use mm -hmm. Answer the Public. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's always, there's always uh, new phrases to go after. And another strategy along those lines is that um, sometimes you, you know, when you, like when you go uh, to the YouTube search uh, bar, and you go through the letters of the alphabet. So say it is like how to how to optimize a playlist or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. that's you know uh, super competitive. But then um, but then you find longer keyword phrases that that may not have so may not have some some search volume, but because you've got that that root keyword phrase how to optimize a playlist uh, at the beginning then you can you can rank for those longer tail keyword phrases and and you know maybe create a playlist out of that 
and then you begin ranking for the competitive a more competitive keyword phrase which are more short shorter uh, shorter phrases so so what i do i usually you know sometimes go through the alphabet of uh, a root keyword phrase and then your you know the the phrases that come up in the in the suggested uh suggestions on youtube tell you that people are searching for those phrases so it may not be uh you may not get a lot of search volume may not even get you know it may not even show the search volume if you've got keywords everywhere installed but you know that people are searching on that and i've had instances where there's been no search volume according to keywords everywhere but people i know people are searching for that keyword phrase and then i optimize it for that phrase and started getting uh you know ongoing traffic mm -hmm. so so i think it's really there's there's endless keyword phrases that you can still go after even in a very highly competitive niche um some are going to do better than others but it's really an accumulation effect you know you might get a trickle of traffic on uh, one video of you, you've optimized and maybe a little bit more on the other one but over time they started you know you, you start accumulating those particular views and i found also that because my channel is you know rather old compared to like you know a lot of channels sure. that videos i i optimized like three or four years ago when i first did it they got they got no you know hardly any traffic but now they're kind of you know maybe because of due to people's interest changing the algorithms and a lot of other factors they've bubbled to the top and are driving a ton of views to my channel so um so you never know you know sometimes what you did a long time ago seems like it didn't work but then you know things change and uh uh, so old video starts getting a lot of traffic. So right. do, you, do you go back to some of your old videos to update, say even uh, titles or thumbnails or anything, or, or do you just let them ride? Yeah, I, t I tend to let them ride because I tend to, um, I tend to want to go forward rather than backwards. That's fair. Um, but sometimes, and probably this is uh, a strategy I'll do in the new years to look at those top performing old videos, getting a lot of traffic and maybe try some different thumbnails uh because i know that you know some some people in my niche they they just redid a whole bunch of thumbnails and it right. it, it uh improved the traffic to their channel so it might take some of the high top performing videos that are that are really old right. that are driving a lot of traffic then experiment with maybe uh improving the click-through rate because i know they're getting a lot of traffic because if you if you change the thumbnail for a video that's getting no traffic it's not going to really do much because there's no you know nobody's going to see the new thumbnail necessarily right. right right good point very good um so in the in the new year looking at any changes you think may be coming i mean obviously we we're all guessing and i'm kind of throwing this kind of a curveball we didn't didn't say anything okay. about you know going down this road but I thought I just kind of came to my mind, you know, any, anything that you see that may be changing in the new year outside of the current, obviously we have the big issue with the, the children's channels, but uh, yeah, yeah. just as approach, do you think maybe, you know, we, the, from what you've seen, the worst is over in terms of changes, or do you think we have more coming? Um, again, this is just your opinion. Obviously yeah. none of us really know at all what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, YouTubers said that they are going to, I don't know, you know, they always announce things and then it happens like 
months later, but they have said that uh, they're going to come up with a, a split testing feature for thumbnails. So that, that oh, might be a, a good thing, you know. And I, 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 think, I hope they do. I, I yeah. have been begging for that. <laughs> Just begging. So that's one thing, but, but I think that also kind of goes into, because, um, you know, with the new studio, they're really focused on the metrics. So I think, right. uh, I think this was a big takeaway for me at the, at the video conference was, look, focusing on the most important metrics. So uh, your click-through rate, your average view duration, your average percentage viewed, and, and then try to boost those numbers. You know, so if you can even increase it by you know, 1% or maybe take, take one metric for a month, for instance, and then try to, uh, try to improve it. So if, you, uh, so if your audience retention is like, um, say, 33%, Maybe I can get it up to 34 or 44 right. by improving uh, the hook for my video or, or improving the the yeah uh, using it as a guide yeah um, using it as a guide to help you you know yeah, right, figure yeah. out what I mean it's yeah they're numbers but these are these numbers are guides okay. uh, the last po podcast was uh, called the uh, 70 50 rule okay. and and what that means is that. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos with say Evan Carmichael talking about that first minute trying to get yeah, to 70. Yeah. yeah. yeah so right. 70%. So that's, that's the 70 one. trying yeah. to get to, and then the 50 is how um, uh, Tim Schmoyer has been talking about among others about making sure that you get 50% of the people uh, all the way through. So that's the yeah, 70, 50 rule. They're tough the, numbers to get. <laughs> they're very tough numbers to get, but it's possible yeah. if you keep making those adjustments. Yeah. And uh, it takes time. I have one channel that does it regularly and I have one channel that it's not even close. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. you know, it, it's, and, and that's the older channel and, and the less focused channel to be quite honest. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. I that, noticed that, uh, uh, you know, you, you definitely got to always experiment. Like if you mean, yeah. like I tend to kind of get into a, a groove and then it's hard to get out of the groove, you know, right. to try something new. So, but I noticed that uh, sometimes it, if you try something completely different than, uh, you know, like, you know, trying a different hook, then and still try, you know, still, still try to be yourself instead of trying to be somebody else. But right. um, then, you know, if you can improve that percentage that, uh, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't know until you try it. So you got to kind of be able to, you know, willing to take those risks to uh, try something new, you know, so say for instance, like on one of my videos, I decided because I, I taught martial arts for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then one of my videos was about how to stop, uh, you know, how to stop ads, you know, stop uh, mm -hmm. you know, ads playing. Right. And so I kind of, you know, started doing some karate moves at the beginning <laughs> and everything. And that had a high retention rate and a good hook so for some reason. So, yeah. So, you know, you, you just never know until you try, <laughs> try, right. something, just new, try you know? something new. Yeah. Now that's great advice. I mean, that, I mean, just, keep doing the same thing you know you're probably going to keep getting the same thing and that's yeah, yeah absolutely yeah I so think, hey uh, as we wrap up here yeah. uh herman where, where can people connect with you i know you have an excellent uh, facebook group um but where are some other places along with that facebook group that people yeah. can connect with you uh well like my my channel is drost uh, drost video and i've and i recently changed uh changed all of my social media sites so i got uh, uh twitter drost video and instagram drost video and also got a website called drostvideo.com. So they can go there and uh, well, it's more, more like a blog actually that, you know, 
put my uh, transcripts there and videos, etc. So, yeah, so the yeah website or those uh, Instagram and um, uh, Facebook group, etc. Excellent. Well, you know, Herman, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Two Blabs podcast. Yeah, no problem. The Two Blabs podcast is hosted at the Two Blog dot com.